episode 23 with Amanda Pressgrave on the Nine Point Started with a Dream podcast. Welcome to Nine Point Started with a Dream podcast. Our goal is to showcase the stories of athletes and the community that supports them by being authentic about their journey. Here's your host, Jacoby Gillum. Welcome back to the podcast. This episode with Amanda Pressgrave has a cool story, a cool journey. She was former at JMU, started her own food truck that was led by students watching to a student athlete. Great journey here, cool insight on entrepreneurship. Hope you enjoy. It's one of the first interviews I did like last summer 2016, just now releasing it. So hope you enjoy and here we go. So question I'd like to start with everybody that comes on is when you were younger, what was one of your biggest dreams as an athlete? Oh, well of course, like we all want to go to the Olympics and stuff. But um I think my biggest thing was like I really wanted to swim in college. I um, was the only person on my swim team that made it all the way from like being a kid to swimming in college because um, yeah, it takes up your whole life. Like, yeah, I miss a ton of sleepovers. I didn't get to go to social events. Like you don't get to be a person, but like looking back, I don't feel like I missed out on anything because like I accomplished so much more because I had that structure. I really needed that to get my energy out, to have focus and like a reminder of like why I do what I do. Because like, if I, I think it would have been really easy for me to like go into like getting with like a bad crowd or people who like aren't, um, like don't really want to pursue anything, you know, they like drink and go out and do stuff in high school. And like, I didn't, I couldn't do that. And like my friends could do it, but like I couldn't cause I had practice and like it was, it kept me out of trouble. And that was like, that was really good for me, I think. Um, but the biggest thing, like I knew like my experience was not always great. Like it, it sucked a lot. Um, like between coaching changes and treatment and, um, a lot of like problems that happened in athletics, like I like, experienced it. And, um, but like, I knew that I got to stay with this because it's all going to be worth it. Like I'm going to meet, like, I'm going to have a great team and like, this is all going to be worth it. And like, that was really like the light at the end of the tunnel was swimming in college. Like I think of for, like being able to compete for my school as the reward for, what I dedicated my life to as like a, as like a kid and um, other people might see their, they might complain about like, you know, their sport or having to go to practice, but like, think about like how much work went into like just be getting here. And like, we always say um, with our, our team, we created this quote, it's called trust in the process, believe in the outcome. So like trust that everything you're doing is going to be worth it in the end and believe that at the end it's possible basically. So the college is often the end for a lot of athletes. Um, we all think that we're going to go pro. We all think that we're going to be the next big thing. We're going to be the Michael Phelps, but like, just remember, like, don't let that be the reason why you do it. Like enjoy every day. Trust that what you're doing is going to be worth it. And then believe that like your goals are possible in the end will be the most rewarding thing for you. Awesome. There's no like that agenda or whatever. It's kind of just kind of hearing your story and hearing maybe you can kind of like provide your experience, your advice on kind of how you manage being a student athlete and starting a business and kind of how and having a business actually kind of flourish while you're a yeah. student athlete. So I think it's kind of cool. especially like the whole food check thing we're talking about and it goes right. Yeah. So, so and yeah. It's really cool to be back. And I know like I've talked, I'll like go through the whole story for like, the audience or whoever you're sharing it to but it actually like recently I'm kind of glad that you're interviewing me now rather than a couple weeks ago because just like in these past couple months as I've started a new job and you know like 
we talk about like the transition from being an athlete, like a student athlete to the real world and how it like really, like it's very different Mm -hmm. and how it like requires a lot of adjustment. And even for me, that's required. It's still required adjustment because I functioned for so long, you know, as like a full-time, you know, student athlete or full-time athlete even. And so how do you go from that and then like transitioning to work? You can, it's been interesting. So I'll back up. So like I talked to you about before, like I started swimming and I was four. So swimming was always my life. It was what I loved, what I identified myself with. And I knew I always wanted to swim in college. I was really, I, you know, what? actually I really wanted to swim for Jamie and I wasn't always fast enough. They, at first they're like, you know, I was rejected you know, I wasn't good enough for it, but eventually I was super persistent, got in, got, got into the university. They let me swim here and kind of, you know, we're like, you might not travel the first, you know, I travel, um, you know, you might not go to the conference meet, but like you can be on the team. And, you know, from freshman year to senior year, like I, traveled every meet I went to conferences and I was really challenged by swimming with people who were above me who made me better and just being on a team of girls who were incredibly dedicated to what they were doing super committed um you know in hindsight I always felt like I was really a part of something bigger than myself and swimming was such a powerful like motivator in life for me and I always felt I was so driven and Um, so when my junior year came along, actually at the end of my sophomore year, I was told I was having really bad hip pain. And, uh, after it happened right before my conference meet, um, finished off the season great. And then I was told that I would need to have surgery and not just one of my hips, but both of them. And I was going to need to have labral repair. And since I was a brushstroker, that's like the frog stroke. So like, it's really hip driven. Um, there was a chance that I was not going to be able to come back from that. And that was really startling, but like deep down, I knew I was like, I know I'm going to come back from this. Like there was no doubt in my mind that was going to happen, but that was the first time in my life that I had ever taken more than two weeks off of swimming. Like I've never taken a break from the sport, like from the time I was four up until this point. So like that was a total shock for me. And I was really at that time, this was, you know, in March, um, my coach really encouraged me to go out into the world and, you know, look at life and explore life outside of the pool. And that's when I decided to study abroad. So I expedited my passport. I went to the Philippines and created my own practicum experience. And I really like looked at the world through a new lens outside of the pool. And I began to see like, there were so many other things I was really excited about. And I love traveling and helping people. And I would go, um, I would take these like hikes or go scuba diving or like visit these people and I would like just study their physiology, um, see how their body changed depending on their environment, everything from like your sweat to your eating, eating habits. It was really, really fun. And I came back from that and realized, wow, there is so much more out there than just swimming, but I still loved swimming. So after that, I came back, had my hip surgery in June and August and really was just debilitated. I sat on my couch all summer, really, I have a really fast, like moving brain. So if I couldn't be active physically, I needed to be like constantly challenging me to maintain my sanity. I was teaching myself programming and like, I knew I was like, something really cool is going to come out of this. Like, I don't really know what it is, but this is a really good time for me to like, I'm super uncomfortable not being able to expend my energy physically, but I think I'm like something really cool is going to come out of this in my mind. And I wasn't sure what that was. I didn't like really go in with an idea. I was just like, I'm going to make the most of this. 
And so when I went back to school in the fall, I just, like I said, I took that experience I had in the Philippines and from not being able to swim and looking at the world in new ways. And I just began to see everything as opportunities around me. And so when I came back to school, I realized students were really mindful of their health. They wanted to bring local vendors on the campus. Students were getting really into entrepreneurship, but they didn't really have a platform to create their ideas or collaborate with others. And the local business in Harrisonburg was really focused on food. There's a lot of farmers around here and I wanted to support those people as well. And I thought, you know, why don't we put all this together? Why don't we find ways to, you know, give people healthy food that they're looking for, support local businesses around here. But also this is the one place when you're in college to be surrounded by people of all different skills and resources. You're not really gonna have that. And why don't we collaborate? Like, why don't we put business people with art students and science and tech, you know, with nutrition, let's all put this together and make something really cool. And I saw the trend that food trucks were going in and I was like, why don't we like launch this through a food truck where we bring local food from the community onto campus and it's entirely run by students. And, you know, people were like, that's not really gonna work because you can't bring like outside vendors onto campus. That's like a really audacious idea. Like you don't know anything about business. And so I just Googled how to start a business and there just so happened to be a class in the local community at the Small Business Development Center on, focused on food entrepreneurs and helping them start businesses. So like, I signed up, went to the meeting the next week and wrote like my first business plan. And they were, it was kind of like, they're like, everyone loved it. Like, this is great, but what do you do from here? And so I just kept hitting that like wall where I was like, all right, like people keep validating this and saying it's awesome, but I just don't know what to do with it. And so I ended up taking a class at JMU that was a venture creation class where you work with people of all different disciplines and you can push through ideas. Again, got the same thing, you know, showed it to Aramark. Everyone's like, this is awesome. Let's do this. But like kept hitting this wall where it just wasn't happening. And so that went on for like two years. And I came back from the summer then, or a year, I came back from, um, I went to California the next summer, was out in Silicon Valley. I was like working with a swim scientist, working for food startups out there. And I had originally signed up for that before I got into any of the entrepreneurship stuff. And that is like the hub for it. So it was really cool to go out there and do the things that I loved with exercise science. I trained out there for swimming and then also be able to get into the startup culture. And so at this point, I made my full recovery from my hip injuries. I was gonna, I started competing that summer. I came back senior year and was like hitting the ground running. I was like, let's start swimming again. Let's work on this. Like I'm ready to go. And again, I kept hitting a wall. And so what I realized that was so important was that people were super excited about my idea, but there wasn't a platform to implement it. And if this was gonna sustain further than my time at campus, cause I'd be graduating in May, there needed to be a way for students to work on this. And so I created a class where students of all different majors come together and they implement their own ideas through the food truck. And like, it's all up to them. So like my vision was for it to be a shared vision where if students were really interested in, in like making it entirely run by solar panels, like go for it, do it. Or if they wanted to educate people at the, on the campus on their food or bring more local vendors on, it was up to them. And so eventually, Aramark put all the money, who's the local food or the food provider for the campus, they put, you know, they funded the entire truck. We had students design the outside of it. And to this day, like now I just got back to JMU and they invited me back to help with the food truck, to like help mentor the students. And now like my job is I bring like local food onto the university's campus and I'm the sustainability manager. Don't have a background in environmental science at all, but I do 
I'm able to communicate with students in a way where like the average person who doesn't know much about like if they should recycle or compost or where their food is coming from. I was there and I can communicate with that with them. And I just get to like educate and engage students in their health and the environment and ultimately the world to just make it a better place. And so it's been really cool how it's come full circle in the past couple of weeks. That's wild. As a student athlete, I think sometimes we kind of think that we can only do so much. You know, okay, we, think right. we, we think like NCA gonna say we can't do this, we can't do that. Mm-hmm. When you were when we had this idea, do you have any like kind of kind of problem with the NCA saying you can't do this or anything like that? Or yeah, so you know what? It's it's crazy. I would say I never had a doubt like I couldn't do all this stuff, and I never like thought I would. I've always been super active and involved in like so many things. Like even in high school, like I was like school president and like swim team and like every club out there, you know, but you know, my school did nothing but encourage me. They, they were like, I, they, Jamie was really strong believer that you should leave here as like a balanced person. So you shouldn't just be a student. You shouldn't just focus on your athletics. Like you should really, the big thing is for you to go out into the world and make an impact. And so they only encouraged me. Like they always were supporting me at my pitches. They would write articles about it. They'd share what I'm doing. And it really became something where it helped model other student athletes to show them that like this is possible. You you aren't just like stuck in your sport or stuck on the field. And I mean, it's not easy. Like you have 20 hour required hours a week, but like we all know, like we're putting in like 30 hours. Like we're putting in a lot. Like, you know, I have four, like 5 a.m. practice, practice from like one to five in the afternoon. You're going to class. Like when do you have time to work on a business? But they provided so many resources to make it possible for me. And like, funding and like every kind of way like mentorship but you know you have tutors the NCAA never like held me back or like felt that I couldn't do both so it, it was really incredible how, the support I got through it all that's good to hear because I think a lot a lot of times the media pushes a lot that you know athletes can't do xyz but I think a lot of times yeah. athletes aren't really educated on what they can do and right. the, absolutely yeah. and we see it all the time um, it's really sad when you have like people look and that makes like regular students look at athletes like they're entitled that they think they only play their sport and that's because like the media can put it out that way but actually that's not the case at all I like truly believe that like I was my best person when my best self when I had that strict schedule and was swimming because I was able to do so much more like I didn't have an option but I was like I only have three hours right here. Like I have to get my homework done. I have to run a business plan here. Um, it actually requires me to be like a lot more efficient with my time and force me to be like, I can't just like chill at home and watch Netflix. I don't have time for that. And so I think people only see us like being an athlete, but like we are having to grind and put in so many hours and be a lot more efficient to get our schoolwork done, to still do extracurriculars, to volunteer, like, like do like not to just focus on like one or two things, but a lot of athletes don't get credit for that. They only get credit for like what they do and you know with their sports, and uh, they're much more than that. Definitely, definitely, so true. That's, it's like we're more than athletes, you know. And I think we get we get we kind of we kind of get blocked in this little kind of wall and this kind of box to say you can only do this, you can only do that. Especially like big sports schools. So I think it's awesome that you were like, I want to do more than just be an athlete. And yeah. Yeah, like not pigeonholing people into that. And like, that's the kind of mentality that really, um, I think like paralyzes student athletes once they leave school, because, you know, to transition, if that was what they thought of themselves, if they only saw themselves as Amanda the swimmer, 
Colby the track runner, you know, it's like you, when you finish that, like that's all you have. And that can be detrimental to what you think that you're capable of later on. And so like, I'm a firm believer in growing all student athletes as like a person because they're the skills that they're learning and the character that they're building during their time and, you know, time management and organization and, and just like character and like really working for something bigger than yourself, that transitions and can be applied to a job. And people need to see that those skills are transferable and that those, that what makes them so great as an athlete can make them really good as like an entrepreneur, an employee, a person, a parent later on. And that's not, that's not, um, that message isn't really put out there enough. So, so if an athlete's listening right now and they're still in college, what advice would you give them, give them on kind of how to maybe either start a business on campus on how they can kind of start pursuing their entrepreneurial side on things? So there's a couple of different ways depending on the person. Sometimes you don't have an idea um, or you're perfectly like you just are perfectly fine with just chilling and going to bed and not doing anything. But you know, you have to remember that like you're capable of so much more. And like, once you start challenging yourself, like you do in your sports, like think about how it lights you up and energizes you. Sometimes like we don't want to go to practice every day. Like it's not like you wake up and you're like, yes, practice. Like, wow, I love getting out of four o'clock. Like, no, it kind of sucks. But afterwards you feel so good. So sometimes like, I just want to chill out. Like, I don't feel like, like doing all my planning today and like getting all my stuff done, but I do. And sometimes I don't have ideas. So I just surround myself with people who I, who I, who have ideas. We'll just start like having conversations. Like what's something you found to be interesting? What's something that challenged you? Like, or be surrounded by people with different perspectives. Just go outside of your sport, go join clubs, go volunteer, go challenge yourself out and stretch yourself outside your comfort zone. Cause that's super, that's, that's where you grow. And that's where you discover that, oh, I kind of like this. I kind of like that. And then you see your interest and then you'll realize, all right, this is what gets me excited because we have to find those things. They don't always, people, they don't just come to us. Like we have to go search for that. So like I'm doing that right now. Like I'll go like talk, like I'm talking to you right now, like constantly talking to people who like have ideas and that'll give me ideas. Like if I don't have a business idea, doesn't, it's not like I'm always like, oh, this is what I'm going to work on. No. Like I have to go out and engage with the community and see opportunities out there. Like I did with the food truck to see, all right, this is possible. This is what can be going on. And then also like for students just to be more than a student athlete, like I said, focusing like on personal development, like grow yourself first. Like you cannot bring your, they do anything in the world if you're not doing like anything for yourself. So like I'm constantly reading, growing, um, like I write a ton, like I'm trying to like understand like what I really like and how I can be a better person because when I do that, I can do better on my projects. And so if I don't have something I'm working on, I work on myself and that's huge because that like carries over to relationships with people and even just the work I do every day. So when you're really kind of focused on, on swimming and stuff, um, how were just like your teammates, like what were their thoughts on like you trying to do a future, like a free food or, you know? <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, well, in the end, my teammates were my biggest cheerleaders. Like they would help me out at events and like help the business with me. But at first I didn't tell anyone. So when this was all starting, I didn't really, I didn't like, I wanted to walk the walk. Like if it, something came out of it, like they'd see it. I let my actions speak for themselves. So people just be like, what are you doing? Like, where are you? Like, what are you doing in your room? Like my friends would call me like muskrat because they'd be like, you just go into your little hole at night and like work on your stuff. Like, 
And like, I'm also super social. It's not like I was like totally neglecting my roommates. Like I had amazing times with them and they knew I was working on something. They'd be like, what, what is this food truck you're doing? I'm like, just like wait and see. Like if something happens, like you'll see. Um, and I was just very like, I didn't want to talk about it. I didn't know if it was going to like happen. Like I didn't, I wasn't sure I was going to come of it yet. I knew something was going to, but I didn't want to like be bragging about something that didn't exist yet. And so um, I would do like pitches and stuff and I invite my friends and they'd be like, like, this is so wild. They like couldn't fathom that like I was doing this with my hips and this like things that are happening in life. It's like a really hard course load semester for me too. Um, and so they were just kind of like confused by it all. It was able to happen. And then articles would start coming out about me and like people caught on and like heard about it. And it was like, not through me. Like people would just like, it was like going through the grapevine. And then they were like, wait, what the heck? This is what you've been working on all this time. I'm like, yeah, like I'm really excited to share it with you now. So then I like really needed their help. Like I would be constantly getting feedback on. I was like, all right, like, so you're the student. Like, how do you think it should like, look, what kind of food would you like? And I just started engaging all in the minute, giving them the power to create. I'd be like, all right. Like my, when my roommate was like an artist, I'm like, all right, let's help like work on a logo. Like let's bounce around names for like the truck. Um, and I constantly like engage them in the process of it. So like they really saw it from start to finish and like saw all the highs and all the lows and like the rejection and the wins. So they really, they really were a huge part of it. And like when I threw a launch party, all my teammates were there like passing out t-shirts and flyers and like sampling the food. And it was really cool to have like all of athletics really back me up on it because I felt like they, they were a part of the experience from the beginning. And when people are engaged in your process and you're super transparent about it, like, you know, after I realized like what I was working on, uh, people are honored to be a part of it. And so it's also just cool. Like I should have like shared my story more earlier on when I was working on it from like the beginning when I didn't know, but I just didn't know like what was going to happen. And I would rather talk about it after something actually existed because I think it's, I think entrepreneurship, it's really easy for people to go around act like it's like some glamorous thing. Like, oh, I'm working on this. Like, like, no, you're not. Like you haven't actually, nothing has happened. You're just talking about it. Like actually do it, actually do it and deliver. And then you can talk about it. And so my, everyone was really great without it. They thought I was like crazy. Um, but I mean, I think that's what it takes. <laughs> Definitely. I like that a lot with this. Cause it's like, I want to put it out there with nine, but I'm like not really out there yet. So yeah. it's, not, it's not really a fear thing, but it's more like it's, it's a time to kind of push it out there. So mm -hmm. how did you kind of overcome that, that feeling? You're like, like, I know it's going to be good. It's going to be great, but I'm not ready to kind of show the world yet. How do you kind of overcome that? So it's the hardest thing. You have this vision in your mind and it, you know, what it's capable of, but what is out there doesn't match up and do it justice. And so you're constantly like ready to put it out there because you're like, no, like it's not ready yet. Like it's going to be so much better, but piece by piece by piece by piece is how things happen. And so you have to slowly just like put a little thing out there make that connection make that call. And like, I think sharing that process, like I love seeing the ugly stages of projects with people. Like I love seeing that because that's authentic. That's real. Like, like it is not sexy. It is not glamorous. I never feel like I know what I'm doing. And even now, like, it's like, I'm learning every day. Like you have to just put yourself out there because people appreciate that. And it attracts other people that are doing the same thing. Like 
real entrepreneurs and real like visionaries and people doing things appreciate that because it there is never a clear path like it's not like someone's like all right today you're going to hire someone today you're going to write you know your operation plan today you're going to design the menu it's kind of like uh i'm just going to like throw a bunch of darts at the board and see what what sticks it's i think you just have to know that you're never going to feel ready but you have to trust yourself that that's what it takes to get where you want to be. That's fire. That was fire. Okay. Like, yeah, cause I need to hit that for myself. So hopefully <laughs> my listening can get, get something from that too. I'm so, still doing it. I have to listen yeah. to myself. <laughs> so, so being a student athlete, I guess, how do, how do I say this? We think the world, the world's like our oyster in a way, you know? So what, what made you, what made you feel like, I want to change the world besides just in my sport. What helped you get that feeling? What, was it like, was it, I guess like when you were younger, it was something that you kind of always knew that you want to do something kind of that can affect people. What kind of helped you get you like, I want to do a future. I want to get people involved. What made you feel that way? If that makes sense. Well, starting young, like sports was really important for me. Just, I always had a lot of energy. I was very ADHD and it enabled me to be able to focus in the classroom um, when, and like, also it was a place where I could be myself. Like I could bring my energy and be like unapologetically myself because like, I'd be that person that's like raising my hand, like talking, like bringing people together. And that's not always, um, most appreciated in the school system because you kind of like, you know, need people to be quiet and like, listen and stuff like that. And I was like a very engaging learner. And it's really funny because like those characteristics that make me like an excellent entrepreneur and like really great in what I do now and like I create this class where it's like super engaging people are collaborating it's high energy like like those characteristics that like I got in trouble for like were like kind of repressed when I was younger like are what make me so great now so I'm so glad that like I had swimming to teach me that like maintain that energy like stick to it because like this is like this is like you're appreciated for this and um it also like builds a lot of self-efficacy like when you are like training and stuff for something and you set a goal, like the most important thing in life is honestly just to set a goal and pursue it. It doesn't matter what it is. It doesn't matter if it's sports or if it's art or if it's just like a little goal you set for yourself, like the pursuit of a goal is the most powerful thing you can possibly do. And when you lose sight of that, like there really isn't much meaning in life because you're not going anywhere. Like you're not really living. You're just going through the motions and I've had to like I've been learning that too like right now just I have to set my own goals for me like as I'm not like swimming like I used to I need to like set different athletic goals um but in terms of like knowing that I could like impact the world or do something um I I think it had like a lot to do with like what I was always told from my parents like my dad was always like very um like he always and like really instilled in me that like you can do anything like don't ever like hold back like you have energy like you care like you harness that it's like too good for the world and be like proactive and not like you know can be like constructive and not destructive um and then with swimming I think when I got into college too I just saw all that was available around me and like how I would see the potential in other people and I'd always like feel like, especially with health. So I look at things in terms of health. Like if we can all be like 
healthier people, then like can, we can be healthier, more productive in our work. And so like, I was always like, liking to talk to my teammates about this stuff, like helping them with their eating or like their prehab exercises or any way that like I can help them be a better person because I thought that would transfer to their athletics or like how they contribute to the world. And so that my health was always my medium for doing it. And I guess I just like see potential in a lot of people and a lot of things and look at the world in terms of like opportunities and what's available instead of problems in the world. And then I see myself as like any, like someone's got to do something about it. Like we can't all just like look at problems and be like, and just be like, all right, no one's going to fix it. Like I take it upon myself to make a difference. And I hope that others will do the same thing if I can just um, show them that it's like possible to do so. Changing the game, Amanda. Changing the game. Changing the game. You're a game changer. I'm on campus right now. I'm an athlete. And now I'm thinking, like, I want to start a food truck right now. Mm-hmm. What will be the first step to do that? Well, a food truck. So the reason why I went with the food truck was because the food trucks are, like, a very – they're like very risk-free compared to a lot of things because you can pilot stuff, you can change it, you can do limited time offers. It's very mobile and it's a platform of chain where like your business model can adapt and like be very flexible. And so I think that's why it was like such a good platform for me to use. So like, I think the first step would be really thinking about like why you're starting a food truck. Like what is it that is making you do that? Like you like always go to your why. Um, why am I doing that? Like never just start something because you see someone else like starting like, oh, food truck, that's cool. Like do that. Like for me, this was the perfect platform for like students to be on it, to be able to learn as like a platform for education. It was really easy to bring like farmers and local vendors on the campus and it was mobile. So it could be changing and there was so much creativity that could be applied to it. So it's not even so much. It's like, I'm not like an expert in food truck operations, but like, I do know why I do it. And if we can go back to that and figure out all right, like, are we staying true to the integrity of that and how this started? Is it going to be locally run? Is this going to be powered by students? Then it makes it really easy to make business decisions. So um, the first step would be thinking about why you want to do what you're doing, because once you have a clear idea of what the your purpose is in accomplishing it, it makes it really easy to make any kind of business decisions. Like, there's so much clarity in terms of what you see the vision being and how it should, how you can bring it to life. Not saying the steps to make that happen are easy, but it makes it really easy to make decisions and being able to bring a vision to fruition when you know your why. Know your why. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, were you able to get paid through this, or just it just more of a no I did this 100% unpaid. Um, never asked for anything of it. Why I did it was because I wanted students to have something that I didn't have, which was a platform to implement their own, own ideas. I felt like it was my job to bring healthier, local, better food onto campus. I felt like it was my job to show students that there's so much more than just like a student or just an athlete, that they have these skills within them. And if they collaborate with other people, they're going to learn more about themselves. They're going to apply their ideas. They're going to get real world experience and ultimately like be able to go into careers or contribute to the world in a better way than they ever imagined. So like really stretching outside your comfort zone. Um, That to me was way more powerful than any money. And I was creating something that was later, like I knew I was like, people be like, why aren't you asking for money from this? I'm like, just wait. Like, I know this will all be worth it. Like, like 
sometimes you can't do things for money. Like money's not the reason I'm doing this. If I want to get, if someone's going to compensate me, sure. But I ended up creating jobs for other people, for their, their student directors now that run this. So like I pass this on, now I mentor them. And it's like, now I get paid for my work. Now I got compensated for like, I was invited back to do this. And like, it's like in the end, like you cannot be at it for the money. And also like on the flip side, like when you're bringing a product to life entrepreneurship, like you absolutely should be like demanding money and doing things. My situation was a little different because I was constantly trying to prove to like a system and the university and like a corporation that this is real and that we can do it. So it was so, I was so much more focused. Like I didn't, they weren't going to pay me for it yet because it wasn't real yet. Um, but there's other instances in entrepreneurship where you should absolutely get paid. But for me, that's not what it was about at the time. And in the end, now I'm being rewarded for my efforts and not just in mon- money, but like trust, um, they, like bringing me on and allowing me the f- creative freedom to implement ideas. Now that's not always the case when you first enter a company, but because I built that trust and they know who my character and they know who I am, it's enabled me to work and like build relationships and it's enabled me to do so much in my job today. So kind of going on that then, so kind of based on like, you know, student athletes, we kind of have our, our work and it's like we kind of focus on that. There's not really much time to do like internship during the summer and stuff like that. So do you think it kind of helped you kind of maybe kind of position yourself for once you graduated a little bit? Oh yeah. So, um, I was really good. Like I interned, I went to California, I went to the Philippines, I created my own practicum experience created my own internship experience too. And I was always seeking out new experiences, but this in particular was what showed me how much I love entrepreneurship as a platform for creative, for creativity to bring an idea to life and value to the world. I, so I was always like super anti-business. Um, my mom studied business at JMU too. I was like, no way. Like I'm not going into finance. I'm not like that. And then once I did this, I was like, no, like, business is a platform of expression. Um, you can collaborate with people. It's, it's not like I'm on wall street wearing a suit and like it's money, money, money. That's not what it's about. It can be about bringing social value to the world and doing good. And when I saw that, that's how I actually like, I, I did business school afterwards. So I went and got my management degree and like, because I saw that there was so much more to learn out there. So it completely changed my trajectory. And that's why I encourage people to like experiment and try and, and gain new learning, um, learning experiences, new knowledge, because you never know, like there might be something you're really interested in and you're never going to know until you try. Um, you're, if you just do what you like are studying and then you graduate, you're kind of often like you hit this like crisis where you're I'm totally unsure. And granted, I'm always still learning about what I love and what I want to do. And I'm, I'm going to be going down so many different paths in life. Like I know I'm not going to be doing the same thing forever, but it, I'm not going to get anywhere if I don't at least try and just throw myself out there. So you have to get these new experiences to know what you love and hands-on experiences and your own original ideas are some of the best ways to do that because that's like a ton of self-discovery involved. Awesome. We can, we'll work towards that a little bit. When you were on campus and when you got, you got your idea, what were some of the best resources for you, I guess, when it comes to I guess, being in your, your athletic department for kind of helping you with the, the process? Okay, so you got to look at it from many ways. So athletics has tons of, like, help. Like, so having, like, tutors, like, computers, like, there's, like, nutritionists and, like, sports psychologists. Like, heck, I utilize all of that. Like, I went to sports psychology all the time because, like, it has helped me, like, 
figure out how to manage stress when I get nervous, like public speaking and like the same feeling you go up to an event, like, like there's so much self-doubt that can happen. And like, you have to constantly train your brain to trust yourself. So like, that's one thing from like the student, like a student athlete end, but then there's also all the resources that are available on a campus that oftentimes student athletes don't utilize because they're so stuck in like the student athlete aspect of campus. Like I'm just going to stay over here and do my thing. It's uncomfortable, but like there's tons of like business development courses, mentors, people. We have this one place on our campus called the X labs and there's like 3d printers, laser cutter machines. There's clubs there that, so I would join like society of entrepreneurs and work with a network of students that were also working on ideas. Um, like there's innovation fellows on campus. There's like, I would just, shoot I would just shoot emails to people like professors and be like hey like I like found you on the website like you sound really cool can I talk to you and then I would just set up these meetings and meet people like and then I was always meeting with my professors like I knew every I had like a personal relationship with every single professor that I had and like not only does that help with like understanding the material and like your grade and stuff but like I don't always remember what I learned in the class but I remember those relationships that I had and like I still maintain those relationships like I'm back at campus and like people are like you're back oh my gosh like let's meet up because like like that's what life's about it's like building these relationships and like like meeting those people off campus like it's great to build relationships within the athletic community but like also people all around campus there's so many awesome people that are out there sometimes we stay really stuck in our own little like sport world but going and taking advantage of those resources and those humans and the academic side too is incredibly valuable. That's so true because I remember like when I was, when I was at OU, when, like when I was still running it, I was always like in the athletic side. Like kind of realized right. business school had like all this other cool stuff and different resources. And different oh, yeah. Clubs. And I was like, ooh. Oh, think, yeah. So I, many free things. Yeah. Especially like a big school like that too. Um, yeah. I can see how it'd be really easy to want to stay in athletics because mm-hmm. um, it's overwhelming with all the other stuff. So, I mean, it's difficult. You just got to put yourself out there. I think a lot of time, I know for me, like, like I wasn't that good of an athlete. Being there, you think, you know, like, am I really more than just an athlete? How, how are people that I'm associated with going to think, you know, when it comes right. to me being something more, you know, it, it, sounds, it sounds a little cliche, but it's almost like, I can be really cool, you know, like when Troy was like, oh, yeah. um, I want to be a singer, you know? Yeah, you know, it's like, I want to be a singer. It's like He's an yeah, and it's friends are like, bro, you don't sing, you know? But, but I think a lot of athletes right. kind of faith that I'm here. Stick to the status quo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. So that's cool that you're saying, you know, step a step out there. You can kind of see what's out there beside your sport. Yeah. So eventually you one day. You can do it all. You can do it all. You can do it all, you know? So what's next for Amanda as you kind of like progress through the new year? What What are some you want to achieve? Oh yeah. So this is what I was saying. I'm like really glad I can share this now because, um, so after I did grad school in May, I decided I was going to work on my own business. And so I started working on a meal kit delivery service, but for kids lunches, as I felt, I go back to health. It was so important. I think in order to like, so many people are obese. There's like, people are demanding convenience with their food. They want healthy stuff, but they don't know how to do it. Like let's tap into our youth create those patterns, teach people how to take ownership of their health at a young age, get them excited about cooking, like keep them healthy, eating well, and then they'll go off into the world and be healthier, happier, more productive human beings. And so like, let's start with kids working on that. I loved it. Um, and, but like, it's really easy to get into like, you know, I'm working with myself. Like I totally needed to collaborate with people. And it just so happened to be like, I was working on that throughout the summer. It was going great, like piloting stuff. 
applying to accelerator programs. And then I um, was back on campus at JMU giving a speech, just like I got some funding and was like thanking people for it. And I like made a comment to the current student director of the food shop and was like, Hey, like, you know, like you're always welcome to talk to me. Like, please let me know how I can help you. Like, I love being back here. And she was like, actually, like I could really use some help. Um, and I know there's a position opening with the dining like services here and they could like really use you. And so they invited me back to like work here. And that was my first time working in like a nine to five job. I just felt like in every pursuit and every dimension of my life, I was just like under underperforming. And it occurred to me, it was because I didn't really have that structure that I had when I was swimming or when I was in school. And so like we spent our entire lives in this structure, going to class, being told what to do. Here's where your homework is. And like, when you get a job, like this is the first time in your life, you don't have that. And I felt like all I was doing was just like going to work and working out. Like I wasn't really doing anything bigger and better. And I I didn't have internet. My pro my kind of my business was going on the back burner. I wasn't really investing into it. And I, I just, I didn't feel like myself. I didn't feel like ambitious driven. I didn't feel like I was like doing something for the greater good. I was just kind of like going to work and doing my thing. And like, I did everything I was told and like, that was awesome. And then I was like, no, like this needs to change. Like they brought me here to like bring my creative energy, my positivity, my enthusiasm, like to build things. Like I need to show up and be that person. And I realized, you know what? Like, what is the one thing I can focus on that will then I can transfer that energy to other elements of my life. And I realized it was always coming back to athletics. Like I'd always used sports as something that created structure that gave me drive, that gave me something to focus on. And like I talked about earlier, I was like my best self when I was at my busiest, when I had no other option to like push my homework aside and procrastinate. So I was like, screw it. I'm signing up for a half Ironman. Like I need to train for something and like, I need to be doing doubles and I need structure in my life. So as soon as I like made that commitment and signed up for a race and said like, I'm going to show up to work each day with energy, like I'm going to be here and like, I'm going to be on fire. Like I'm going to like, I'm not really going to be told what like be do what I'm supposed to be told. Like I'm going to come here with my original ideas and put forth projects like they like hired me to do and like stick to what I believe in. And so like when I started like, training and like I can like show you my agenda like like I have to chunk out my my day so much like in order to like just make life happen I have been so much more productive I feel like I'm like living to my potential I like I'm striving toward a goal and like it's so immediately that transferred to other areas of my life and I'm like working I'm gonna be doing an accelerator program for my business like I'm doing like personal training on the side and like it's just like things started like flooding to me again like I had ideas and I felt like I had that life inside of me and it was all because I like just committed to pursuing something and realized like I am capable of so much more and I think like as student athletes graduate, like you have to constantly be like really self-aware and like realize how easy it is to just kind of like get into the road of the system and do your work and go to nine to five and like be done with life. But I was like, I know I can do so much more. And so it's incredible, like how much more we're capable of and like how much more we can stretch ourselves and how we should never get this comfortable with like the life that we're living. And it's like, this has just been a great reminder of that to me. You're killing it. Like thinking of like my college experiences and like not have the idea that I want to start a marketing agency 
I had no idea what I was doing. And I think like if I would have heard your story, kind of how you just like just know professors, you just you just went for it. You just right. said like I'm yeah. gonna do it. And I think that's something we can all kind of right. learn from and just go for it, you know, and just go full speed we and just learn, learn along the way. Right. Like and like people don't see how often I fail too. Like like I fall down all the time, but because I like to put myself out there so much, like I get up that many more times because like it's just bound to happen. Like the odds are in your favor, you know? And student athletes like put that in sport all the time. And they need to realize they need to continue applying themselves in that way to other pursuits, to their work, to their life, to themselves. And if they do that, if they apply that same energy that they had in their sport and that much care, like the world will truly be like a better place because you just need people to care. It's so easy for people just to go through the motions of life. But like, what is the joy in that? Do something that matters to you. Like it, it just lights me on fire. And like, I can just feel the difference in my energy and like the, what I see being capable of in the world just by doing what I think I like. Fire, Amanda. Fire. Oh, you're killing it. Fire. Where are you at on social media? So all my social are Amanda P. Graves. So it's Press Graves for short, P-G-R-A-V-S. And then I have a website, amandapressgraves.com. And um, currently, I the little the business that I'm working on is gocrazy8.com. But um, I prefer to people just reach out to me on social media. I'm available, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, whatever. Love talking and engaging and meeting new people. It's so much fun. Brings me so much joy in life. Dope. I'm, I'm glad we did it. I think you really, you're really shedding like a new insight that's not talked about enough when it comes to student athletes. You know, we, awesome. we don't really hear enough about entrepreneurship. We think about you, you're kind of like, you, you kind of have your brand, but then you come, your brand becomes owned by somebody right. else instead of bringing yeah. your brand. So much. Yeah. To you. So huge. I don't think it's talked about enough either. And like the biggest thing I can do is like continually like spread that message because I like always want student athletes to realize that they are so they're capable of so much more than what they're doing. Like you can take it to another level. And I continue to preach that message being back here and like love getting involved with student athletes because like they need to see how much more is possible. Yo, thanks for listening to this episode of the Nine Point Started With a Dream podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please comment, share, leave a review. We would love to hear your thoughts. You can find more athlete-driven content at ninepoint.com. Till the next episode, you're only one opportunity away. Peace.